0: You are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. I send each and every one of you mountains of love. I am sitting in my office in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I always tell everyone that we are just above Montana, if you are familiar with the landscape of Canada and the U.S., Today is an absolutely spectacular day, the sun is shining, there actually isn't a cloud in the sky, and it's just so, so beautiful. So wherever you are in the world, I am sending you all this beautiful mountain magic. In today's episode, we are going to explore all the different ways that it does get easier after the loss of a child. And now I know firsthand what it feels like to lose a child. When I lost my son Jack, it was just it felt insurmountable. And it was a grief that literally brought me to my knees. And my hope is that by sharing what I've experienced, how losing him has changed me, how it's it's made me. A different person. It's like I'm I'm a more enhanced version of me. It's like I'm Shauna 2.0. <laughs> and I'm living proof that it does get easier after the loss of a child. It does. There was something that one of my beloved teachers had shared with me, and she said, it's it's a choice to suffer. It's also a choice to. Reach for joy, to reach for happiness, to even consider the idea that your life can be filled with joy again, that you can heal your heartache and start to experience life in a whole different way while your child is growing up in heaven. I know for those of you who don't know me, I lost my son Jack just about 9 years ago we had begun the in vitro process to have him and prior to that decision my daughter saw this little boy running around the house and she started asking me why isn't my why isn't my brother here why isn't he in your tummy when is he going to be in your tummy when is he going to be here i have so much to share with him i have so much that i need to show him and teach him and and i want to show him how to draw pictures and I want to teach him how to read and she actually had like a stack of her favorite books that that she was so excited to share with him and it's like Jack was already a part of our lives and my husband at the time he he named Jack he said Jack and my last name at the time was Chandler so he said Jack Chandler do you not think that he will be someone absolutely amazing with that kind of a name (laughs) Said, well, it's possible. Whatever he chooses to do is whatever he chooses to do. So all of those dreams and those hopes, they had already begun. I saw Jack as the fourth and final piece to completing my family. And as I said, we had gone through sort of the in vitro process, and things just didn't go according to plan. And it literally propelled me into shock and disbelief. And I didn't even didn't even begin to grieve him for several years later. I know if you listen to the last episode with Maria from Healthy Mourning, she's so eloquently shared that there is a distinct difference between grief and mourning, that grieving is the internal expression of your loss. That is, you know, the the physical aches in your body. It may be a change in your digestion. It may be um, interrupted sleep. Perhaps you're a little bit more irritable. It has the emotional aspect, the mental aspect. It has all the inner aspects of, of what you'll experience with your loss. And then as we move through the grief, we move into mourning, and mourning is the external expression. So I think it was about three years. After I lost Jack, and I was guided to have a reading with uh, Laurel. She's just absolutely beautiful. And it was in that reading that I was reconnected with Jack. It was just, for whatever reason, I I couldn't experience him. It's like he was gone from my world. And you know, as a medium, people would say, "Not a big deal. Just you know, talk to him. He's there." And I just I couldn't. My grief. It just. It's like it had a chokehold on me. And so. It was from that moment with the session with Laurel that I began to grieve. And I just, it was ugly. It was messy. I There was a part of me that didn't want to let go of the dream that he was coming. There was a part of me that was just so angry. And just, I was just so angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the doctors, the nurses. I was angry at my husband at the time. I was angry at everyone. And I, I gave myself permission. And Laurel said in the reading, she said, you need to give give your loss the dignity that it requires to move through you. The dignity it requires to move through you. And it wasn't easy. And it just sort of it felt like a tsunami at times. And I would, I would drive to Elbow Falls and that's, it's about a 45 minute drive from, from the city where I live, Calgary. And I would get out there and I loved being in Elbow Falls because that's where the first heart rocks started to show up from Jack. And I love the energy there. It's a beautiful, beautiful energy. And there's no cell service. So it was like, I was able to unplug. I wasn't I wasn't mom, I wasn't a partner, I wasn't a wife, I wasn't, you know, the taxi, I wasn't the housekeeper, I wasn't the cleaner, I wasn't the cook, I wasn't, you know, Shauna the medium, I wasn't, I, I, I was able to take all those hats off when I was there and completely disconnect from the outer world, and that's where I would go, I would try to get out once a week, and that's where I would go, and I would sit, and I would just let all of it bubble to the surface. And I would just sit and cry and cry and cry and I got angry and sometimes I would scream and yell and I would just, sometimes I would just sit there. It's like I felt numb and I just, I allowed it to come through however it needed to come through. And like I said, some days, some days it felt like a tsunami because with one loss, it'll ping pong and connect to other losses that you've experienced. And I knew that something had shifted. So I had begun the grieving and I went through all the stages of the grieving. You know, I was, I was angry. I was bartering. You know, maybe if I'd done something sooner, maybe if this, maybe if that, maybe if I'd made different choices, um, you know, I, I went through, you know, I felt depressed and, and I just went through all of those different stages of grief. And then the mourning came in. And I just, I don't think I wore mascara for about a year. I would just, you know, I would drop my daughter off at school and I would just start crying. And, you know, for those of you who know me, I love black. (laughs) I love the color black. I always joke and I tell people I have my wardrobe ready for New York (laughs) because apparently people wear black in New York and that's fine. (laughs) So I, I was down near the river here in Calgary. Um, it's, it's in this beautiful park, uh, park. And I remember I grabbed my latte and I went and I sat down by the river and I sat there. I don't, it must've been maybe 20, 30 minutes. I finished my latte and I just sat there and it was like, Oh, for the first time in over a year, I didn't cry that day and it was just i felt something had shifted it was it was so profound i know it sounds so simple yet it was just in that moment i realized losing jack wasn't going to it wasn't going to end my life that losing jack although one of the most painful experiences that i wouldn't wish on anyone that i was starting to come out of the darkness, I was starting to come out of the clutches of the pain and the heartache and all of that, the hate of every 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 aspect of it, the loss of him. It's like I was finally coming out the other side of it. And that is the journey that we experience as we honor the grief. And then we allow it to move into mourning as the outward expression of our grief, our loss. And that's where the transformation occurs. That's where the healing occurs. Because the heart doesn't have a time frame. The heart doesn't understand what's happening logically. Our heart grieves and feels things and processes things. And our heart is... Where our inner GPS lives. It's where our angels and our guides and our child on the other side will make the connection with us. Our heart is where our our our, our authentic self lives. Our our heart is our heart is the most precious, precious of. I, I believe that our heart is. The cornerstone of who we really are. Our heart is that true, authentic expression of who we are, our spirit, our soul, whatever that looks like for you. And that grief will impact that expression. Grief will impact you from being in fully, full alignment with your soul, your spirit, your authentic self, your higher self. And that working through that process of grieving Jack, of mourning him, I started to really heal my heart. My my heart started to open up again, and it started to see new possibilities. It started to help shape me into a completely different woman than I was before Jack. I know that I have my back. I know that on the deepest, darkest days... Of my loss, that I found the courage and the resiliency to stand up and get up and do it another day. It was messy. It was painful. And I, you know, I have to tell you, my, you know, losing Jack—the day that I lost him—that was the beginning of the end of my marriage. It was a profound change in every aspect of my life. Losing Jack. It was like it just bled into every aspect of my world. And through my experience, it was a choice. I could either succumb to the loss, the pain, the anger, all the emotions, all the hate I had, all the anger I felt. I could succumb to that and keep choosing that, or I could find a new way. I would get up every morning and I would ask angels, Bring me the means, the money, the people, the resources, the teachers, the love, everything I need to live a phenomenal life. Bring me the mindset. Bring me the peace of mind. Bring me the love. Bring me everything and everyone that will help to uplift me, help, help me to move through this, to be who I came to be. And no word of a lie. I... Started to magnetize in incredible, incredible people into my life and beautiful, beautiful, touching experiences. And again, sitting there that day at the river where I realized I didn't cry that day for Jack, my connection with myself, my intuition, my own awareness really started to strengthen. So much so that I fired a coach I was working with. I picked up projects that I'd forgotten about. I found the money <laughs> to invest in my business, to invest in new coaching. I found I found that inner clarity again. I found after going through my healthy morning as Maria mentioned in our last episode, that it was a new me. It was it was creating a new foundation of how I was going to show up in the world. It was like rewriting the script. It was, I wasn't who I was before. And I don't know about you, but I found that I wore all these different hats. I was a spouse. I was a partner. I was a, you know, um, I cooked and cleaned and volunteered at the school and I was a mother and I wore so many hats and there were several that I was wearing that I didn't even really enjoy and that I'd perhaps outgrown and I'd maybe held on to a little, little too long and that I found that things got easier every day. I found that I started to get that little bit of excitement again in my life and no you know uh, i've heard this over the years people have this misconception that if they if they stop saying their child's name that they will be forgotten and that is not true i there are days when i talk to jack all day there are other days where i don't think that i talk to him as much i don't i know that he's always with me that connection will always be there always nothing can ever take away that connection that you have with your child And that love never dies. The love, the memories, all of the beauty of that connection with your child never dies. And that no matter where you experience the loss of your child, whether it was failed IVF, it could have been an ectopic pregnancy. Perhaps it was, you know, you had a stillborn child. Perhaps your child died of SIDS. Perhaps your child died tragically in an accident or um, there was something else that was traumatic around their death. Perhaps your child was ill. Perhaps your child took their own life. Perhaps there were drugs involved in your child's demise. However your child left the physical is such is such an important, there's such an important distinction to for women to realize that you're still their mom. You will always be that child's mother. Always. Nothing will ever change that. Even if you didn't get to hold that child in your arms, you are still that child's mother. And that will never change. Never, 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 never. So whoever that's for, I send you all of my love. I know what that feels like. I know what miscarriages feel like. I know, I know what that feels like to not actually be able to physically hold that child in your arms. But that doesn't negate the love that you have. That doesn't, that doesn't erase the fact that yes, you are that child's mother. And it it doesn't, no matter where, again, no matter where that loss occurred in your child's life, however long or short that child was here, even when even when a child, before a child comes into the physical, there's the energetic connection that you share. And that's something that people are not aware of. There's an energetic connection between souls. There, there are soul agreements that this child will come through. There are soul arrangements, if you will. But yes, I'm going to go into this lifetime and I'm going to be your mom and you're going to come in. There are. It's written in the stars it's written in the stars and a lot of times mothers will say to me why did this have to happen and while there's no easy way to answer that we are all part of we're part of a soul tribe a soul group a soul family and a child leaving before their parents a child leaving Early, whether that's, you know, again, miscarriage or however that child left, the physical. It 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 impacts. First of all, that's part of that, that soul's journey. That's part of that soul's journey in this lifetime. Perhaps that soul only needed to come in for a short amount of time to experience what they needed to experience in this lifetime, and that was it. And then of course, there's a ripple effect. Of that that child leaving the physical. And it impacts the entire soul group or soul family, if you will. And I've I've read for for clients before where I, you know, the guidance and you know the information is this is why it happened and this is what, what needed to occur. And sometimes there are definitive answers and sometimes not as definitive. Sometimes we don't have all the answers, and we need to be okay with that we need to be okay with that everyone sees things differently everyone sees the world through their own filters their own belief systems their own patterns their own sense of self i mean everyone you know we could say they have rose rose colored glasses on but really everyone experiences this life based on their previous experiences based on a myriad of different things and what you really need to realize is that your grief and mourning, that you are solely responsible for what that looks like. Again, you can choose to stay in grief, stay in anger, stay in self-blame, You can choose to stay in those certain emotional states. You can choose to stay there. Perhaps you're blaming someone or you're just there's just intense sadness, whatever it is. Or, you can choose to give your loss the dignity that it requires through grieving and then moving into mourning. And it is through that experience that we heal. And it does get easier after that. It does. And I found that one of the, the best ways for me to process is was sitting near the water, just being in beautiful spaces that, that brought me peace going there on a regular basis and sitting there and just allowing it to move through me, just trusting the process that it wasn't going to, that I would be able to handle it is really what it came down to. So again, moving through my experience of of losing my son, I have a new profound awareness of my inner strength and inner resiliency, that this didn't take me out, this didn't kill me. The pain felt insurmountable at times, yes. But I found that I had my back and the universe had my back. And when I asked for help, the help would show up. And again, and you can use those words, you can reframe them into words that work for you just every morning, you know, whether it's God, angels your loved ones universe whatever that looks like for you whatever lingo works for you again every day i would say angels fill my life with joy angels remind me today show me my magnificence today angels show me how lovable i am today angels bring me more fun today angels you know you're you have everyone has a spirit team if you will we have these beautiful invisible helpers on the other side we're just waiting in the wings for us to ask them to come in, to invite them to come in, because we have free will. They're not just going to show up and say, hey, we need we need to get to work. We've got to fix some stuff here. Unless you've given them permission to come in and give you a nudge whenever you need it. <laughs> they're not going to, unless it's a life-threatening, unless it's a life-threatening event and it's not your time to leave the physical, they will not override your awareness. They will not override your free will. So it's important to bring in that help. You know, even before you go to sleep at night, angels, please help me heal my heart. Angels, please help me to find ways to release the pain I'm feeling. Angels, please help me to move through the grief with ease and grace. Please help me to mourn my child in the right way, the way that works best for me. Angels, please help me to find new meaning in my life, new purpose. I talked about, we talked about the legacy that's left behind. Uh, when I spoke with uh, Chelsea Ola Miller, we spoke at the beginning of the year about, you know, what does, what does moving into a new year with your grief, with the loss of your loved one, what does that look like? And, and those early years, they're they're difficult. They are. They're difficult. There's, there's no time stamp that says, okay, it's been two years, you're done, you're good, it's over, it's done with. No, this is, could be a lifelong journey. I mean, this, this changes who we are. It, it changes and evolves and, and we grow and we may stumble. And like I said earlier, it gets messy. And one of the most, most profound things that Chelsea had said was, what is the legacy now that you've been gifted? What is the legacy You know, Chelsea lost her mom. So she's created a beautiful community to support others who have lost their mother. I have created a community for mothers who have lost children. What is, is there a legacy that you would like to create from the loss of your child? Is it awareness? Is it creating a safe place for women who have had miscarriages to come together and share and experience? Is there a book you'd like to write? Is there a blog post? Is there perhaps you just like to write letters to your child? It doesn't have to be on a great big grand level. It can just be for you. And you know, one of the one of the most beautiful things that I heard Brene Brown share once was that um, it's important to surround yourself with people who have earned the right to hear your story. And so a lot of people, they don't want to touch grief. They don't want to look at grief or mourning or loss or death, especially not the loss of a child. That takes on a whole other meaning because when we lose a loved one, we lose that loved one. We still have all the memories and the beautiful experiences and the love that never dies. When you lose a child, it's like you're grieving. There's like a whole different aspect to grieving and mourning because you're grieving you know, for example, my son Jack, I felt like our family would have been complete with him. I grieved, you know, my daughter being a big sister. I grieved Jack being a part of our family, of of showing him things, of of taking him, you know, hand in hand and and showing him all the beautiful experiences that this earth has. And I know firsthand that Jack's energy will always be around me. His energy is always around me, and yes, as a medium, I experience spirit on the other side. I can hear Jack, I see him, I feel him. Um, sometimes when I when he comes in to visit, um, we play a game where we count the freckles on his nose. So we I see the freckles and we count them and we laugh. And and sometimes when I close my eyes, I can smell you know that outside smell. You know, when, when children are outside all day and they're playing and riding their bikes and chasing grasshoppers and blowing bubbles or whatever they're doing, and when they come in at the end of the day and they smell like outside, sometimes I can smell that on Jack. And so just realizing that you can connect with and experience your child on the other side, and that varies from person to person. It depends on how your spiritual gifts work. It depends on how open and available you are. It depends on where you are in the grieving and mourning spectrum. And what I know for sure is that it does get easier as time goes by. It does get easier. Will I ever forget Jack? No. (laughs) Is there anything I could do to ever forget him or or forget his memory or, or the legacy that he's left behind? No, of course not. Absolutely not he is my my sweetheart and he's growing up in heaven and i love to share with people that you know as children grow up in heaven they are their soul is continuing to grow it's it's the most beautiful beautiful experience to be able to catch glimmers of what it looks like on the other side you know jack is is very creative and he loves to write and he loves to have fun and he's jovial and kind of sarcastic and witty and he still explores all those different aspects of his soul while he's on the other side. His short time in this incarnation has catapulted his soul in so many ways, so many ways that I will probably never understand. But I gave, I gave him the gift of that. I gave his soul the gift of experiencing the beauty of this life, no matter how short that time was. And that will always be etched in his soul's experience. Always. And I will always, always be mama to my Jack. Always. Just as you will always be mom or mama, you will always be a mother to your child on the other side. And so, other ways that I found to process, you know, I worked with different counselors. It took me, you know, I had to try on a couple of different people to understand who really has the capacity to hold sacred space for your heart, as you're working through the grief, the mourning, you're reestablishing what your life looks like. You're, you're getting reacquainted with who you really are, this new version of you. And I allowed it to be whatever it needed to be. If I was going to cry one day, I would cry one day. I actually asked my angels to let me know when to wear mascara. <laughs> they would tell me, don't wear mascara today. <laughs> and I would think, ah, shoot. <laughs> There's... Okay, fine there's something that's going to come up. All right. Thank you. And I just, after all this time, and again, I'm nine years into my, my loss of Jack. I'm nine years in. Again, those first few years, I couldn't even fathom the idea that he was even gone. I was in such shock. And then I spent several years grieving him and mourning him and figuring out who i was because again i wasn't the same person anymore and that was okay and in working through all of that it has gotten easier i can talk about jack and not become emotional if i become emotional when i talk about jack it's all the love i feel that's what it is it isn't the sadness it isn't the sorrow it isn't the heartbreak it isn't the any of it, it isn't self-recrimination it isn't guilt none of it. Now, when I talk about Jack, it's excitement. It's I channel through his energy for people to experience because his energy, just like your child's energy, is pure, unconditional love. And I would sometimes just sit in my meditation with my hands over my heart and just allow his energy to come in and just receive it. Just receive. So in this moment right now, I invite you to place your hands over your heart and just invite your child's energy in and you don't have to this isn't a thinking experience this is just feeling just ask your child to flow that beautiful energy their energy their love for you right into your heart and just breathe that in and you may need to practice this a few times before you feel something shift our logical mind can get in the way and our logical mind can say, no, oh, this is not real. Come on. It's not real. I had someone say to me, he was a huge skeptic and his mother had died. And, and um, he said to me, he said, this is just all BS. He's like, you can't prove any of it. And I said, really, how do you know you're breathing? How do you know that you're breathing oxygen? Can you see it, touch it, smell it, hold it, put it in a box? No. <laughs> Just be open to the possibilities. And you can ask how open and available am I right now to experience this? And if you're not quite there, that's okay. It's it's like anything, it just takes a little bit of practice and a little bit of time. And it's all about your intention. If you have the intention that you very much would like to experience your child on the other side, they will begin to work with you to make that happen. And so answer is. Just sharing this beautiful energy. Just keep breathing that in. Receive, receive, receive. Nice. And if you feel, you know, I I equate it to, you know, a dog when their hackles come up on their back. (laughs) If you feel your hackles are coming up, just barriers down, barriers down, barriers down. Just release everything. Everything in this moment. Just release all of its stressors, anxiety, worry. Release all of it, known, unknown, and just allow your energy to just be you. And just invite your child's energy into your heart. Beautiful, beautiful. And just know that it does get easier. It, it never, it'll never be fully erased. There will always be, that loss will always be there. We can learn to reframe it. We can learn to allow it to move through us. We can learn a new way to live with it, to be with it. We can learn and experience new hope and possibilities. As we we become more of who we really are, what if that's the gift of our losses? What if that's the gift of, of all the loss that we've experienced? What if it's a way of helping us to really be who we came to be, to reach and express our fullest expression of our heart, of our authentic self, our spirit. Yes. And if you would love, 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 if you feel like you're at a place where you're ready and you'd like to learn how to make the connection with your child on the other side, I invite you to check out my website. I put together a beautiful program based on my experience of losing Jack, and it's called Growing Up in Heaven. And I take you step-by-step step through a proven process because I've I've gone through it, and you will experience your child on the other side. And if that's of interest to you, absolutely check out my website at livealifeyoulove.org. And if you have any questions or concerns, I would love to hear from you. I love the feedback. I love hearing about your aha moments. I love, I love how everyone shares with me their loss, the child that they've lost. And I love hearing about all the signs and the symbols that your children are leaving you and the beautiful dreams. And I just, I love, love hearing all of it. If you're on Facebook, I have a, a new Facebook group. It's called Growing Up in Heaven with Shauna DeMellon. Um, you can find us there. I'm also on Instagram, Shauna DeMellon Medium. And again, the website is livealifeyoulove.org. I send you mountains of love, and I'm sending all of your children, all of their energy, all their love, I'm sending them to be with you for the rest of today and every day. Until next time, bye for now.